Hello, you're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Colt McAllister. Before we get started today's episode, I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping and address some of the controversy that's been happening online due to some leaked lyrics um, that are being called racist. The reason I wanted to address this is just due to, you know, future guests and or possible sponsors. I want to, you know, clear the air just because this kind of thing tends to not you know, do well on social media, etc. Um, the lyrics in question I'm going to post right here. Um, the bar specifically in controversy was the one where I stated um, having bad thoughts about someone of a different race or color. I want to explain a little bit of the background, um, both of myself and this song. Um, I grew up in a predominantly white um, small town in Iowa with a lack of culture and... Um, a lack of diversity and you know a sense of having a superior um way of living and i think living that town i kind of fell prey to that that pitfall of that mentality and thinking and as i think you know a lot of people would living in that environment and i i think you know as i grew up and i experienced living in different places, interacting with different cultures, um, this changed. And this song is a reflection of that. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't see what's racist about that. And I don't really think that, um, that that's a fair portrayal. I just don't think it's accurate. Um, but that's all. I just wanted to address that controversy really quick. And, uh, yeah, without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, everybody. You're watching slash listening to the McAllister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Colton McAllister. We're joined today by Not Dewan. What's good with it? Not the one, be the one. Hey, look. <laughs> How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. How about you? Not too bad. Another Saturday, another weekend, another live stream. Another great <laughs> guest. <laughs> <laughs> All the time. We don't fucking stop. Uh, shit, man. Uh, I fucking... I love... What I've seen you online, you have like a great online presence. I love... You're always... From your TikToks to your crazy music videos, like... You got a bunch of shit out there, and I fucking love it. You have a great Appreciate persona. that, man. It's awesome. Uh, get if you don't mind, get into a little bit of like your background and your persona. Like, what were some of your beginnings? You mentioned before that you lived in California. Like, yeah. what are what's your history and all that? Okay, so um, well, I'll pretty much start from the beginning. You feel yeah. me? Um, born Good place in, to start. I was born in Portland, Oregon. You feel me? And then I went into the foster care system early, and pretty much grew up and down the West Coast. After that, end up getting uh a scholarship to Montana State Northern. I um, ended up being pretty good at football. Mm-hmm. Had a background with that. My uncle went to the league, so kind of just went in and did that thing as far as athletic-wise. I also had a background in music. I've been playing, like, seven different instruments, so I decided to, you feel me, do both. And then <laughs> when high school came, I put down the background and then just, uh, pursued football, ended up getting the scholarship, and then... Uh, going back and forth uh, with that, uh, went to Montana State Northern, got in trouble, went back, and then 
past came up and haunted me, so kind of took it back on that career. So then went to California, and then after I went to California, um, I just started my brand, and I came up with the name Not The One, and just kind of stuck with it. Hmm. Um, it kind of came naturally, to be honest. Um, while I was in college, you feel me, we was having, like, I think it was Halloween. We was having a, you know, just a little get-together, and... I don't know, some drunk little girl was just being stupid and kept calling me the one. And I don't know, I kept getting hot. And one day I was like, bitch, I don't know what you really got me confused with, but I'm really not the one. And everybody just starts cracking the fuck up. And I was just like fucking around with it too, you feel me? So I go down and tell the homies like the, the same joke and shit. And they thought it was really catchy too. So, you know, I say that shit in the back burner. I was like, if I ever become something or do something, I'm going to do that, you know, and be not the one. And it actually kind of fits me. <laughs> so, started that brand in California and, yeah, been just grinding, 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 trying to meet networks, people, connections, building my brand, building my homies up, and vice versa. My homies got building me up, you know, if it ain't one way, it's another way. And, you know, I just kept going. And eventually one thing came to another and now I got my brand established to the point where I can just really go. It don't matter what it is, it don't matter what pops off first, everything's gonna pop up after that. Mm -hmm. And I think my, my struggles and my, my trials and tribulations kinda built that. And that's the reason why I think my brand is so strong and so unique because it's not even out there yet and the background behind it and the meanings behind it is just when people find out like six seven years down the road they're gonna be like wow like this man came up with a little plan it really worked <laughs> that's how it goes man uh you know the people who are successful it's that five ten fifteen year plan you know? yeah that's how you gotta work what uh, what brought you to iowa then simple 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 <laughs> irony uh, <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much was going through it with one of my with my ex at the time, and one of my homies had an opportunity for me to come out here, and I I grabbed on it. I said, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna start over again." You feel me? And whatever happens, happens. This is the plan we're gonna do. We're gonna try to do this, try to do that. Um, and actually, we actually what happened with music and why it took off so quickly because I was doing uh, trying to go pro at the time for indoor football, and Ed was getting cut. Because I didn't run like a fast enough 40. I was slow shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna cap. I was slow as shit for that 40. So while I was grinding to get back at that, I came across music again. And my homie got me a mic for Christmas. And after that, just started taking off. I had a lot of, a lot of built up emotions and a lot of more or less anger that I had to release somehow, some way. Mm. And if football wasn't gonna hit, as long as go back to music and so i ended up writing uh when i came out to iowa i ended up writing think i give a fuck like the week before christmas when i first got out to iowa and after since after since then my music and my brand started just really slowly but surely taking off and then all my background and my back end from football doing semi-pro continuing to be you know training as an athlete even if it's just a little sliver just continuing to do that it led me to have an opportunities that i had today and so That's i could really take my brand and with the forms that i'm doing and what i want to do i could really pop out and make it so unique hmm 
that's that's an interesting uh you know like the football and music correlation i don't think i've really talked to anyone that's really had that before usually there's the stereotype you know that <laughs> it's usually one or the other well, <laughs> well i mean i really don't talk about the the stereotypical part because at the end of the day i mean it is me too at the same yeah. time because my father stereotype my father you feel me he he was in a gang my uncle he was in a gang they were both in rival gangs the same like rival gang type group so oh. them niggas was shooting at each other <laughs> and then all of a sudden i came alive you feel me and then all my life has been or are you a crip are you a blood are you this are you that wow. you feel me and then i just said as even as a like early child like i'm gonna do something productive and if i'm gonna like fuck joining your gang if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do my own gang you feel mm-hmm. me type shit i'm gonna do what i want to do i'm gonna establish my rules you feel me i ain't gonna try to you feel me do the same shit that y'all trying to do like i see what y'all trying to do but at the early age i seen seen early like the repercussions you feel me my father's not alive my uncle had to go through this and that my mom had to do this this and that she ended up becoming an addict and went through this this and that so it's like after i seen at least what my uncle did he was one of the first people in our family to make it out i was built and bred to be the second person to make it out of my family you feel me but all that came with the street background you feel me every single day i had to go through that and at first it was hard but it got easier once i knew noticed what i'm doing it for and if i had to go into that mode like where i know i could take it there and really be on my like gangster shit i know there's once again rules and regulations i have to abide by because i do have a chance to really like make it and flourish in this world by my talents and my god-given abilities plus the things that i learned you feel me throughout the streets and throughout like my athleticism and going through that route so to me why i when i talk about it it's usually when i do my music because you're gonna hear like the raw out of it you're gonna hear exactly what happened i don't give a fuck when it comes to music because that's my creativeness and that's where i can be really authentic but when you meet me you realize Damn, he is that person who came from that background, but look at look at the growth. Look at where he's been mm-hmm. through to where he is now. You would never really think about it. God damn it. Bambi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. Uh the mom's getting home, so sorry about that. <laughs> you all good, you all good. Um so what what does it take? Cause I was in cross country in high school, but I never like um it seems like you were you know, in football, we're way beyond the point that I ever got to. What does it mm-hmm. take to, like, be that athletic? Like, what was, like, your regimen and, like, the things that you had to do to, like, maintain that and prosper in that? I was never the biggest, never the fastest, never the strongest. But I always had that fire of, I don't care who's in front of me. All I got to do is beat you, and you can't beat me. And then I came into the mentality of, of the stuff that I need to work on. And and then after our, I started realizing that, then it was just eliminating distractions. Mm-hmm. And I think that was my hardest time because without going through, without having like a s- actual parent, you feel me, going through the foster care system and pretending these parents are your parents to me, you feel me, it gets hard. You, you feel like you're alone and you're by yourself. So you really don't r- know like who's on your side and you kind of cater towards whatever is there at that moment you feel me you're not really looking towards the future you're looking towards like right now today 
what am I going to do today just to survive? You feel me? With how I'm feeling, with what I've been through, what I'm going through. And it took something like football for me to have something to focus on and give me a reason why. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like almost like a purpose in life. And that right there, I think, is what kept me going more than anybody else and more than anything else because I had something in myself that I had to prove, but I also know where I'm at and where I came from. You feel me? I was in this way, but I was born to be this way. You feel me? I was bred to be this way. People made strides to make sure I became this way. You feel me? So I do got to honor that because, you know, they put in the time and the work and the effort to make sure, even though I'm in part of this background, that you're going to be the person to get out of that and to break the cycle. So football, just the word football puts me in that mode. You feel me? <laughs> and then also what, what I had to learn is like football ain't the only thing. You feel me? Because football's going to end at one time. So mm-hmm. I w- thank God I went through the kind of like area where I didn't have football in my life. Where I had to figure out other ways besides football. And that's what came to music, and that's what came to TikTok, and that's what came to building a brand. So I'm kind of glad I had that period of time where I had to think about something other than football. But now that I'm able to put myself in a position to where I can do exactly what I want, where I want, when I want, I can incorporate that into my brand. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where it it all originated from. You feel me? Like... It's just the reason the reason why it's really important, especially to me, because if I didn't have that football, you feel me? And just even like I said, the word football, I would never got to the opportunity to start be today. Mm. Like it all boils down to the same thing. So do you feel like it like the skills that you learned in football, like, you know, teamwork and like, you know, dedication, that kind of do you think that learning that like you put that into your music do you think that experience i mean you kind of said that but (laughs) that that experience really helped you throughout your music and probably gave you a lot more persistence than some people you know absolutely because it gave me the workout the work ethic and the business uh side behind it Mm, yeah like creating the music and talking about what i've done where i'm going what i'm doing that's where i can just be creative but i didn't know anything about the business side when it comes to music so I try to imply the same steps that I learned through football, which is, you know, teamwork, getting on your grind, doing what you got to do, making sure that, you know, you're a team player, but at the same time, you're doing what you need to do. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, that's an important skill set for sure. Um, what, what about like, because uh, you said you like hail from California, do you still, you know, have you know, some sort of interaction with them for your business, your brand or anything or absolutely. Absolutely. Like like where I started my brand was in California. So all the people who I first started with and connected with, I still talk to today. Okay. Some of them are still part of my team. Most of them are still day ones. And that's kinda mostly wherever I travel. I still I find somebody, at least one or two people that I know, some down somewhere down the line of the road, I'm gonna be working with you for something. And most likely it's going to be for what I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to help you. And, you, you know, you meet a lot of people. That's what networking is for, you feel me? Finding those people who you can surround yourself with and build with. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's a, that's a really open-minded attitude, you know. I, I, I don't know. Even someone like me having a podcast, I feel like that would be, you know, a struggle for myself and a lot of people is, like, you know, breaking that bound. Well, you do all the time. You don't even know it. Yeah, true. That's how I'm, I'm on the podcast as well. You yeah. got so many people on the podcast, you feel me? You don't know yeah. who you bring, really bring in on the podcast and what background they do have. You feel me? Like, you don't know. I could be broke, have no money in the bank account, or I could be a billionaire. You would never know that until you sit down and really have a conversation with somebody, you know? And so, like, you doing the podcast, not only is it something you like to do, but I guarantee that's a barrier break that breaks that you don't even know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think if you do something as long as this episode 87 you eventually there's some barriers that you just break naturally exactly know? yeah now, i i i think more people should start podcasts i know it's kind of the i know it's the cliche like everyone their mom has a podcast you know <laughs> I, i'm not saying that maybe everyone should not that everyone should have a podcast necessarily and not that everyone should think that they're going to be joe rogan or whatever but right. right even if you don't you know do great necessarily you are learning a lot and you're making connections that can, you know, you're doing better than whatever other jackass is not doing a podcast. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Now, I think everyone should at least be doing a podcast or at least on a podcast. That'd be dope because it gives you experience. I mean, whatever it is that you're doing, you actually have a platform to talk about it. Exactly. Um, it, you know, at least what we try to do, it's an open, unedited platform. It's like a, you know, it's a way for people to just get themselves out. And I think... It, the scope of that is so limited for a lot of people. So if I can provide that for however many people as I can, I, I try to, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So with your music, what's like, what is like your writing process and style? Like, how do you go about writing your music? How do I go about my music? Well, at first I didn't really have no structure, just whatever came to my mind. Yeah. And then I'm, honestly still in the process of building my own structure that works um most of the time like the last song it really just came off the head like i would really experience what happened went down to the studio the next night and just really at first i had something you know i had something actually going but then i found out that beat was sold as soon as i tried to buy it and i was fucking pissed I was so pissed. But then I put on another beat and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try to freestyle. This is something we need to work on. So turn it into something, you know, flip it into something. So I was like, fuck it. Let's go in this bitch trying to freestyle. And I was just sitting there and I had that. I had the instrumental Time to Get Rich. And I was just listening. And for some reason, Time to Get Rich came to my head. And then as soon as that came in my head, everything started flowing, bro. Oh, everything, okay. what happened the night before, this event, that event, what happened, where we're at, what we're doing. And I'm just like, all right, my nigga, I'm ready. Let's do this, <laughs> bro. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. I went into my nigga Alec. I was like, bro, we need to do this. I'm a freestyle. We're going to do this, this, and that. And whatever happens, happens. And here's the bread, bro. Let's do it. And he's like, all right. <laughs> But after two hours, we came out of that bitch, and we're like, bro, this is the best song you ever made. <laughs> so, I think I'm going to try that process right now. It's just to have my open event, and as soon as I have my open event, bro, either write about it right then and there, or just get my ass to the studio and just freestyle that bitch out. Because I always had a little problem with freestyling just because, you know, mentally, you've, 
feel me? I always wouldn't think I was the best freestyler. I didn't want to freestyle around people. But then, slowly but surely, like, my homies, they would start freestyling around me. And I know I'm better than them. So I'm like, what? No, yeah. nigga. <laughs> I started freestyling myself. And then I slowly but surely am starting to get better and more comfortable about it. I think I just had to get a lot more repetition in doing it. And then that song, Time to Get Rich, I feel like open my eyes to I'm like, I think I can do this shit too. Okay, bet. All right, bro, let's do this. <laughs> That's fucking awesome, bro. Like uh, having, you know, having that spontaneous of a process for a song like that. How long ago was that they made that song? I uh, made that song uh, February. Yeah, February. Okay. Oh, I, made, I made the song, yeah, February because our... It was me and my cousin's birthday. So we're both Aquariuses, so my cousin's birthday. So I had my little thing, but then I was like, let me come out to yours and just let's have fun. Got an Airbnb, did everything. Had little strippers come through, like, did exactly what I said we were going to do. You feel me? In the, <laughs> in, the, uh, in the music video and everything. So, like, we just decided, you know, to have fun. It was our 29th birthday. And. I don't know. One thing led to another, and we just did that. We just did it, and then um, I tried to take it seriously. I was like, if this is if this is our best song, let's try to take this a little bit, somewhat a little bit seriously, and let's wait. So we waited. I was gonna mark, drop it at like probably like the day, the week after, and I was like, nah. So we ended up dropping it like a month and a half later, and just building up a little bit of hype after a little bit of hype after a little bit of hype. And then when that shit came out, it's like, we done showed enough people, we done talked to enough people that was like, everyone's kind of anticipating it coming out. And while it was coming out, uh, March is when I went back to California and we shot the video. So I was like, bro, I'm gonna have everything ready. So bro, we went down there, we shot the video, and we pretty much did the same thing. I had a little budget, he surprised me, with a little bit of extra bread and we went full-fledged at it some things didn't work but we didn't give a fuck bruh <laughs> it didn't work it didn't work out exactly to our plan but it worked out exactly to our plan you feel me hmm. and once that once we did that we dropped it and then we started promoting afterwards like a lot of people was really 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 fucking with it and it got like to the point where we got like fourteen thousand, fifteen thousand views on YouTube. Wow. And like I said, I dropped it like probably like five minutes five months ago. So it still has the potential to climb, still has potential to go viral. So I'm in the process of, you know, backing that up with something. And not trying to lose any more momentum. I do have songs backed up that I can release. But with Everything that I'm trying to do right now, I feel like people are still going to love Time to Get Rich enough to where I still need to get it out to the world, not just the region. I got my region backed up, so my region's good. You feel me? Yeah. They're going to be the ones like, oh, I heard this song way before y'all even heard it. <laughs> we blew this song out before he was even on the radio type shit. You feel me? And then now again... Just need to get it to the right people in the right hands and then just watch it continue to grow. And in the meantime, continue to do what I'm doing right now with everything else. Since we have a hot song, since we have a song that actually people are enjoying and we have multiple people and multiple sources and multiple people who are getting higher up to their sources actually saying, no, this is a good song. This is actually potentially a great song. 
why not do the Fetty Route route and just continue to promote that song until it blows the fuck up? Yeah. I done doing it in the work. I done put it in the extra work. I done put in everything just to get this one song. <laughs> you know what I mean? So continue just to just make that song blow up and then have some songs in the background just in case people really desperately want to hear something. Okay, here yeah. we go. Bruh, bruh. Yeah, have something to tease. Have something to look me? forward to. Yeah. No, that's really cool, man. Uh, you know, and in watching your video and listening to that song, like you can tell that you guys are having a lot of fun. Yeah, bro. You know, it's, it's, re- just, it's real, really real life. I'm not trying to put on no persona. I'm not trying to say I'm some I'm not. You feel me? I'm not trying to be no actor. <laughs> Nigga, you can tell by the smile, bro. I'm literally living this life, and it is the best shit ever right now. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't give a fuck what you are. You see my video, and you're like, Okay, not the one I see. <laughs> she looks fun. I'm trying to be a part of that too. Like, whatever. Everyone's trying to be your friend after that video. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the funny thing. Like, and nigga, I'm not. A, I'm not the most like intimidating person. I'm not the most like. Hey, cheers, you feel me? Go ahead. Let's go. I'm not the most like intimidating person. I'm not the most like. Like raw, raw type of person, buying one of the most energetic per- people out there. Like, so like when shit happens, shit happens like ten times worse for me in my brain. You feel me? So like when I'm on rolling, I'm really rolling, and like I let niggas be knowing. You feel me? Just because I'm like wild, whacking and goofy. You feel me? But like at the same time, like all that shit i've been through (laughs) led up to like moments and days like that you feel me and i kind of compare it to like winning like championships you feel me winning like winning rings you feel me you have a lot of hard days a lot of days where you don't want to work a lot of days where you don't like you really feel like giving up saying i quit you feel me and it gets to the point where you just want to see results so bad and you're just wanting the now that you kind of get blindsided of the future and it gets demoralizing at times when you want to see the results and you're not seeing the results or you're not seeing the results so quickly bro but then it just continuing the same stuff making making mistakes trying to correct those mistakes and worrying about like the future when I see myself now, when I was doing the videos and everything and everything that was going on my mind versus to what I'm seeing today, I'm like blown the fuck away. I'm like, holy shit. Like it, what these like successful niggas is talking about and what these successful niggas is doing, like you feel me? And like really trying to manifest some shit, but like really taking the process and putting it to work and actually seeing the results yourself from the shit that you did. It, it it opens up another eye and it really like got me going you know what I mean and it's whew, whew. people think I have energy now bro <laughs> I can't I, I don't think they are ready for me when they see when I when I start like doing every single thing that I said I was going to do and shit starting to blow up to life because I was at a point where I was talking about it, talking about it, but not being about it. Mm. I was taught at that point I was being about it, but not talking about it enough. You feel know I me? Mean? And what I be, what I mean by that is, work, 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 work. Listen, 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 listen. Be humble, 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 be humble. And yes, that is a great mentality to have. 
Sometimes you gotta say fuck being humble. I'm going to do that shit now. I'm taking this shit because you can only be humble for so well before yeah. someone tries to take advantage of you. That shit. Hey, Steve, uh, Steve Prefontaine, man. <laughs> you know, there's always gotta be that person that has gotta be the cocky motherfucker. Just gonna be like, you know, he's gotta lead the charge, even yeah. if he's wrong. They gotta have that. They gotta have that person look to you know. Not even that. It's realizing what, uh, realizing sometimes who the hell you are. You feel me? Mm. Sometimes, like, I would get into my head and overthink about shit. Like, you feel me? What if I'm not this? What if I'm not that? What if I'm not good enough? You feel me? And, bro, bro, once I learned that you're already good enough, <laughs> you feel me? You're already there. You're already good enough. Stop worrying about that shit because that's not, that's not, real one, that's not a problem. Two, that's not a problem you should be fucking worrying about. And you should be worrying about the solution to the problem, not the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. That's why you're not solving no problem because you're too focused on worrying about the motherfucking problem, not the one. So... I learned to focus on the solutions. You feel me? Once I focus on solutions, okay, I'm not doing this. How do I do this? How do I figure this out? You feel me? Smart myself up, get knowledgeable. Bro, shit, sorry. Okay, bet I got this now. I got that now. I, I'm in a position to where I can do what I don't need to do. And I think that's what most people, most. I don't care if you're rapping, I don't care if you're doing whatever. I think that's what most people want to be in. In the position to be like, I can do this if I want to. I can do that if I want to. However, most people, when they get to that spot, they get comfortable. Or get mm-hmm. to like one spot, they get comfortable. You feel me? Or something happens. Or some unfortunate event happens. And you gotta start over. And But that's life. You yeah. feel me? Everybody's gonna go through that. But I feel like if you go through the perception of it, whether you're going, whatever it is you're going through, you can go through it this way or you can go through it that way. And every time I say it, it's either you're going through it positively or you're going through it negatively. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens is gonna happen, but get to that positivity because once you start doing that, bro, whew, you start clicking. Yeah, keep climbing. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to see because you know you have a very fun vibe. Do you like have you know because you you don't need to get into it if you don't want to, but mm-hmm. you know you have you said you have like kind of a darker like past. You have some bad things happen to you. Like, do you have anything in the works that like channels that more? or I mean, uh, what do you uh, being a little more specific? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking about. I guess you're talking about positive, and negative. Yeah, like, yeah, do you yeah. Have okay. Things that maybe, maybe not negative, but maybe a little darker. Like, oh, 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 bro, all the fucking time. You feel me? Yeah. It's not. It, it's not. It's not easy being like energetic and positive and all like this and all happy. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Everybody got shit that they go through. You feel me? Everybody has shit that they go through. You feel me? But. A lot of people, when they get behind closed doors and they get by themselves and they look in the mirror, that's when the true identity comes out. Mm. You feel me? And it gets tough to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. You feel me? A lot of people cope different ways, but you feel me? That's why people cope. You feel me? But when, uh, when you begin to look yourself in the mirror understanding your flaws and be able to smile and say hey i know i got flaws but if i work on these flaws they no longer become flaws Mm. when you begin to understand that then you can look in the mirror and get to that place where you're by yourself and be like i fuck with you my nigga i fuck with you heavy (laughs) and that's just the key difference you feel me because bro there's days where even my homies will call me and be like bro what's wrong nothing bro i'm good Bro, don't fucking lie to me, bro. I know I can tell what's wrong, bro. You wear your your emotions on your sleeve. I'm like, bro, I'm good. 
and then you feel me they'll get them to me in one-on-one session and then i finally let them know what the fuck is going on you feel me and then we talk about it we get through it you feel me boom we go hop on the video games you feel me wherever we go talk or we go do this or we go do that and that's kind of keep keep pushing and i i kind of thank I kind of have to thank the people who are surrounded by me because if I didn't have those people surrounded by me, I, those are the people who I call right now when I'm down. You feel me? When I need somebody, when I'm in my dark moment and I realize I, bro, I need to be lifted up or something, those are the three, four, five, six people who I can really call and they can really give me the honest truth. Like, nah, nigga, you're just tripping. Or, nah, what the fuck are you doing? That was stupid. <laughs> like, why would you ever do that shit? And so I can get that confirmation of, am, if, am I feeling the right way? Am I feeling the wrong way? You feel me? So that way I can get past the, okay, the problem is I'm feeling some way. Okay, how do I solve the problem now? And I really thank the people who are surrounding me. And they know who they are. You feel me? The people who surround me and the people who I really talk to and when it comes to business, personal, you feel me, music, non-music, everything, they know. Like, a lot of them, when I call them and I talk to them about shit, it's really awesome shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important thing to have when you're going down the route that you are, you know, like a music artist type of route. Like, you can get so lost in doing your thing, like, you need to have those people around you. Yeah, and it's not even just music, it's just going through as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's that too, definitely. Um, what about your, how much have you performed? Do you have any noble performance experiences or, you know, you, you said, have you done anything in California or anything like that? Noble? Not really. I wouldn't say all, I wouldn't say noble, you feel me, to be like, oh, I like, I performed with this nigga, I performed with that nigga, you feel me? It's more and more of a consistently, I need to do at least three to five shows a year. At least, mm-hmm. just to maintain that I'm doing shows and I can still do shows and still perform live. Uh, with that being said, my best show that I went from like zero to one hundred real quick. You got to give a shout out. Uh, I think he's been in the podcast before, Lolo Savage. Mm, fuck yeah! Oh yeah, he, he's the homie. He's the homie. He got me to do a show um, a few years ago called the Trap House, and this was. Before time to get rich, before slipping, this is why I think I just had to think I give a fuck out, and I was still kind of like not even knowing half the shit I know now. And so, but he gave me a chance, and I told him this is what I can do, this is what I'm trying to do, this is what kind of set I can do, and he's like, "Bet I can throw you in, bro." And he threw me in, and bro, I got there, I fucking took over. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> took awesome. the fuck over. And I, when I tell you I got every single person in there, I had their Instagram. I had every single person's Instagram. By the time I got off the stage, it really felt like a meet and greet. Everybody was coming to me, what's your Instagram, what's your Instagram? And it got to the point where I had an idea. I was like, bro, I need to have a business fucking card. I need to have a business yeah. card right now because this right here, if, if this happens, I need to be prepared for this. So I need to be able to just give somebody out so I can go quick, give it to everybody. I don't have to do no, pretty much no, not no talking, but like, I can keep the momentum going right there. So that way, when I do meet someone later on the road, we can take a picture, do this, do that, because it was getting look, kind of hectic. <laughs> it was getting to the point, I'm like, bro, all y'all niggas, like, okay, I'm hot, chill. I'm hot. I just performed. I got y'all niggas. <laughs> but at the same time, my energy and my, like, 
like my adrenaline was just like bro fuck yeah my nigga we just <laughs> killed that shit bro do you have any like rituals that you have before you perform or anything that goes into that uh i pick my songs i pick my order i call my homies and be like is this a good order and then i (laughs) (laughs) and then i start preparing i look in the mirror i feel like i based on what i'm gonna do and then i'm i like put it on the show so i figure i try to put in two or three skits two or three something like i can do while i'm in the crowd Mm -hmm. pictures two or three i can work on and then boom let just try it out there try going because right now when the shows i'm in the process of figuring out what works what doesn't work what people like what people don't like you know what I mean? and a lot of people like how my sets are going on how my energetic and everything and i can i can rock with just about anybody who's major right now as far as performance wise and and a couple people that i know they know how to do that too they perfected that before anything because you got live stage is way different than video way different than anything else mm, yeah. like you're live you got to be ready prepared somewhat just yeah. going out there and just rapping my you you hear the crickets <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah man well that's that's the problem with iowa you know there's no distinction nope, nope. Between- i'm not going to give you that i'm not going to give you that i'm not going to give you that it's not an iowa thing it is a completely hundred percent naked thing it is a everyday thing it is a every other person thing it's not just iowa it That's is true. you can go anywhere 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 and you'll present the same problems but if you look at the solutions to the problems then you'll be able to see what the fuck we need to do guys look at atlanta guys look at the bay area guys look at them niggas guys yes they have politics but yes look at what they started out doing first Every nigga was fucking with every nigga. But I'm not going to get into that part. I'm just going to continue to do what I do and just do what I do, which is fuck with every nigga <laughs> with purpose. You feel me? If I'm fucking with you and you pull off and you do some fuck nigga shit and some stupid shit, but I can't be around you. My nigga, that's business. I'm sorry. I can't be around you because you're doing some stupid shit. You're doing some good shit. You're doing some like-minded shit. Nigga, I'm going to fuck with you. That's how it's supposed to be. You feel me? Not some, this nigga got more views than me, more fans than me. I can't fuck with him. Even though he needs what I have, and I have what he needs, and I need what he has, and he has what I need. Money. God, I was getting shut down. But not to one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, it, it seems to amazes me, my nigga, because I'm just like, I, I see the good in everybody, you feel me? But I also peep the real in everybody. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I'm the type of nigga that I've done this and I've called niggas out on this before. I will call you, especially when, especially when I know that this is what I have to offer. I can't, maybe can't offer much right now, but bro, this is what I have to offer. I got studio time. I got this time. I got that time. Let's make a song together. Let's do this together. Let's do that together. Oh, I got you. Let's set up a time. Let's do this. Let's do that. All right, bet. So when I call you on that day, or I hit you a week before, and you be like, Nah, I'm busy. Nah, I got shit to do. Nah, I'm like, I'm like, All right, bet. And then you come out with a song with another nigga who I was just talking about, and I'm just like, Hmm. <laughs> so you can make the time to do a song with me when i sitting here and i'm giving you everything that i have bro everything i have i don't have much my nigga but it's something that i have that you need at this moment whether if it's an extra lick or not 
<laughs> you feel me? Cause you like you can't act like you bigger than me, my nigga. Cause when you when I get bigger than you, or I get to a point where you know, and I know, and everybody else know, and the city knows, and the motherfucking people that you fuck with know, and the kids know, like that I surpassed you, and now you gotta come to me and ask me shit. You're gonna look fucking stupid, <laughs> and I'm just gonna look at you like. Now I got a choice to make, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goddamn, man. I love your fucking energy. It's great. <laughs> I appreciate it, Robert. Um, A place where I see your energy, uh, you know, come full circle is your TikTok page. I, I, love your, I, love your, I love your skits. Like, uh, what was the one where it's like a uh, baby dad coming to the party? And the- <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love my ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh-huh. I ain't gonna cap, especially when it comes to like artists and everything. I don't know why people ain't on TikTok right now. Like, do the research, do what you got to do. Like, for for me personally, it's the format. That's why I can't stand. It. Okay, so it's just like it, it's just like this, bro. You're good. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> You're good at doing Instagram stuff, right? Pretty much, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, so. Do you notice how Instagram has started taking implements of what TikTok's doing and putting oh, into yeah. theirs? Snapchat's been doing the same thing right. too. Yeah. That's when you should know right then and there that True. maybe you should maybe just click on a YouTube video how to use TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Because if them niggas is like, oh, okay, let me see what you're doing. That works? That don't work? Okay. Next month, we are coming out with reels. We are coming out with this. We are coming out with that. We are coming out with this. <laughs> That's their niggas is doing because we need that. Yeah. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the fact that you can go viral with being organic and being yourself. Yeah, you put true. the same content that you already have backed up on TikTok. One of them goes viral. So at the time you get to the new stuff, the today stuff, the this week stuff, you feel me? Yeah. yeah sure. You already have 100,000, 200,000 followers. And then when it gets to the point where this, uh, when TikTok becomes like every other platform and you got to start monetizing the followers that you have, you will be rich and niggas will not be. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's all about working the game, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, I feel old school, but like, that's, that, it's, it, it's not an issue, but it's an issue because of. <laughs> You think of this way, podcast. If yeah. you were doing the same podcast work that people were doing five years ago, no one would be taking you serious. Yeah. They'd be like, bro, you're using that equipment? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same thing. We all missed out on, well, let, let, let's see, Vine. Let's say Vine, you feel me? We, a lot of niggas missed out on Vine, which then turned into like shit like Musical.ly, Facebook, Instagram. A lot of us missed out on Instagram. Like, look at Facebook. What do people say? Oh, it's just for college motherfuckers at that time. Look where Facebook is now. Now it has full circle to the point it's so old it's for old people. <laughs> now you got you feel me? Yeah. Like now you go to Instagram. Instagram went from what? Oh, let's just take a few pictures and post it, right? To you, know, you got twenty five thousand viewers on Instagram, you getting paid. You get a hundred thousand dollars, you get paid to do what is your you're doing. You feel me? And now it's the same thing with TikTok, but now Put it this way. Three, four years ago, we was at the beginning. You feel me? Yeah. Beginning of it to where you can post pixels of nothing and go viral. Now we're at the point where it's getting the popular part. 
on their way to getting to the monetization part. And we still got probably a good two years before it hits real monetization part. It's getting into that point. We're getting promotions. We're getting everything. But the organic, TikTok is trying to be organic. So if you are, can organically get to these people and actually have an actual organic reach, and those people are actually your followers and actually real people, they will spend actual bread. Hmm. Yeah. How it. they see fit. And if they see you're fit, they're going to... You, like I said, you got me rich. <laughs> so how often do you post on TikTok? Like a week? Like, well, I don't, I ain't gonna cap. I uh, took a mentorship program, so I took everything that I'm learning from this person, and I'm doing everything. Not everything. Well, yeah, everything that they say, pretty much. <laughs> but implement it to what I'm already doing. So I would. I'm a beginning creator, so I'm posting like maybe like six to eight times a day, sometimes. You yeah. wait, you, like you're posting, like you're making content six, eight times a day. No, I'm not oh, making cool. content six to eight times a day. I'll probably make, I'll probably sit down, maybe one day, throughout the week, and make all my TikToks throughout the week. Oh. Okay. And then right now I'm in the process where I'm gonna sit down and take three days, and do three times the amount of TikToks, okay. because TikToks have an ability where you can save it under drafts and post it for later. So you can do all your TikToks in a day. And oh, post them at this time, shit. at that time, at that time. And see what works for you. See what doesn't work for you. And if you don't, and you're just posting random, and you're posting at 1 in the morning when nobody's on, yeah. that's the result you're going to get. You feel me? It's just like anything else. you got to kind of have a little bit of knowledge of what you're doing behind it. So how many times a week are you posting original content? Like, original content? or yeah. I mean, to me... Like how much of it is... I guess... I'm, I'm just asking so I don't know. Like, how much of it is, like, repost and how much of it is, like, original content? Like, okay, so my original content, like, I really... Like I said, I get onto it. Like, you feel me? I see a sound I like, see an original thing I like, see something I like, boom, I'm redoing it. I'm redoing it as my skit, redoing it as you feel me? Because it's... Feel me? What's trending right now? Get on it. What's working right now? Get on it. What's not working right now? Get off it. You feel me? So it work. If it ain't... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You feel me? So I do that plus i find other sounds that people don't do yet that haven't gone viral yet and i'll do it and i notice that my stuff will start going viral when i find the right one i just gotta make sure i'm within the community guidelines because if i don't <laughs> like the last one that went viral they'll get taken down and i'm banned for three days because they don't want you to show backwards but then when you type in backwards tiktok oh, when you type in fucking backwards tiktok oh, fuck there is shit. millions and millions and millions of fucking backward videos but yeah i'm the one get caught so rules are rules you right rules are rules right gotta accept it shit bullshit is what it is you're preaching to the choir man well, <laughs> what can i do bro i'm sitting here doing the same shit and mm. yeah that's the weird thing about tiktok like they i've always heard they have a very like anti-weed vibe to them it's not it's not even that and i understand why it's because it's still a kids platform at the same time a lot of the dem mm -hmm. biggest demographic is that the biggest demographic that's moving towards that is like i think between four, 24 and 38 or something like that it could take us some of those numbers so a lot of those people which is our you know around my neighborhood you feel me that is more accepted in our generation yeah in our neighborhood yeah, yeah, yeah. so slowly but surely tiktok is going to make to have going to have to make a decision are we for it are we against it we on it we're yeah. not on it you feel me that's years down the road you feel me so i mean it's the same thing with instagram 
Yeah. You feel me? Instagram right now, some dispensary is like one somebody who I know who owns a dispensary right now. You feel me? It's very very successful, well known in this area. Keeps getting taken down because it keeps posting relatable content with that. But you're in a legal state, and you're known. If anything, you should be giving that nigga the blue check mark. But like I said, some people is with E, some people is not. Yeah, well, I can imagine with TikTok, there's so much content that's just impossible to manage all of it. Yeah, exactly. You know, but I feel like if you were in a creator fund and over to ten thousand followers, now you have some priority. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. You feel me? You have a chance to become professional, and that's what you're trying to do. Here's some things, and I, I learned to accept that. You feel me? So it's like I know don't maybe don't use this. I took all the backward videos down. You feel me? If I'm gonna do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. But I, you feel me? I'm gonna try. To see how far I could take it, of course, <laughs> but I still got to play within the rules that they have set up for me right now. You feel me? Because if I get my shit banned, I do I shit for nothing, and then I have to restart that shit. You feel me? Mm. And then if I'm have to restart the shit now, then where it's when I did like a year later, the year before, two years before, like I'm gonna have to fucking catch up. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> Yeah, we've had a couple of guests in the uh, actually the last two guests we've had in the podcast both had their uh um both got banned from their platforms they had to restart their entire social media. Yeah, you <laughs> see. And it's just like, like stupid shit too like th- like people as friends like saying like I'm going to kill you but like you know if they were saying that in person it wouldn't be a problem. But on Facebook yeah. they're going to get chopped, you know. Well, don't comment that. <laughs> True. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Bad point. Bad point. <laughs> they ain't let me use backwoods, bro. Don't say I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> just, that's my advice, bro. Yeah, backwoods, bro. Yeah. Do I say backwoods? <laughs> I get banned. But let me go post that shit on Instagram, my nigga. That's one of my biggest videos right now. That's gonna be the, That's gonna be our next clip. We're just gonna take every every time we say backwoods, we're gonna just put. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that shit. I'm with that shit. Fuck yeah. Uh, you were mentioning before that you do uh, video game streaming and stuff. Absolutely. Uh, what what all goes into that? When did you start trying to do that? So I started doing that actually because of Homeboy. Like I said, I'm if you're my homie, you're my homie. So it's like if I hear what you're trying to do, I'm going to try to find a solution to that problem. You feel me? So one of my homies, like, he even lived with me today. One of my homies, bro, he been wanting to doing streaming video games since he was 14. And he's been trying to figure out ways to do it. There's, you know, he's in a little bit of struggle at this time. You know, he presented me with a problem and I figured out the solution to the problem. So I was like, bet, you feel me? He's coming up for grad, or his parents was coming up for graduation. His parents was talking about how they was trying to get him a, a, a game chat link, which is basically a game, basically, you know what it is, it lets you capture everything. So I was like, bro, I was like, the only reason why he's not listening to you right now is because he doesn't think you're serious. I'm only just going to let you right now. With the conversation I heard, with the conversation you're telling me, I've been through this. You feel me? He don't take you seriously, and it's going to take a homie. And you know that every time you ask to spend the night type shit, and you get say no, but let me come and ask to spend the night. And you, they're going to say yes type shit, right? Well, that's exactly what we're going to do. So that's exactly what we did. I told him, I... Basically, we're just talking to his family. His dad, me and his dad having a conversation. The Elgato chat link came up naturally, and I 
presenting my shit for this nigga and the, that same hour literally while we're eating he buys a Delgado Jing chat link and I told him if you get yours I'll get mine and we'll start some streaming shit you feel me I can tie this to the brand of not the one so what's up I did my part now let's do your part you feel me yeah I want to see you a big time streamer my nigga if not at least making steps to do that you feel yeah, me yeah yeah if I put my ass and my motherfucking credibility on the line to really fucking say, do what I said I was going to do, nigga, you better do what the fuck you say you're going to do, nigga. Yo, I speak be on the streams doing some type of shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't give a fuck what game. Get on there type shit. Like, nigga. How often are you guys streaming? Uh, we, I stream, like, as far as, like, uh, it was Twitch. I try to get in once a week, maybe twice a week. Right now, I have problems doing that because I was focusing on other stuff. So I did start doing live streaming on like TikTok and stuff, mm. and I found a game that was really good, Resident Evil Four. Mm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite games. You feel me? Of yeah. all time, like so I started streaming that, and I got a lot of people watching that because it's an OG game and it's not saturated. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! What uh, What are some of the other games that you play? Do you have any? Favorites? Call of Duty, Madden, Resident Evil Four, all the Resident Evil games, all the Madden games. Damn. Not all the Call of Duty games. I'm playing Warzone right now. I got Cold War, but you feel me? Uh, I used to be a 2K player until I realized I'm not a 2K player. <laughs> I suck. I'm shitty. I'm trash. I just realized you need to give up when it's time to give up. So, <laughs> shout out to Kobe, RIP, but that was the last game I bought <laughs> when it comes to basketball. That's cool, man. Uh, I, I have not really gone. I used to play Call of Duty quite a bit, like the old Black Ops and... Uh, you know, World of War when that came out. I remember that came out playing on the Xbox 360, you know. See, I, all that shit. I love I, I love Call of Duty right now because of the Battle Royale. When I came out with mm. Black Ops and I got to be with my homies, we could shoot some shit up. You feel me? <laughs> and strategize on how we're going to shoot some shit up together. I realized that this game is going to be something kind of cool. Then we switched to Warzone and that shit was even better. And then... And now it got to the point where, bro, we're kind of actually good at this. So let me hop on the streams. You feel me? See what happens. Add it to the brand. Who knows? If we blow up, nigga, guess what? We blow up. Guess what we doing? We on the game. <laughs> Damn. We trying to do some shit. But as far as like video games, I try to stick to the pretty much the same games because well, it's just what I like. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense for, you know, getting followers, I'm sure. I'm sure people... Some of the reason people want to tune in is because you can play the same game and there's some comfort in that. You know? Absolutely. Like, trust me, I'll play all the games. Like, I'll play anything from Skyrim mm, to Marvel yeah, yeah. to Resident Evil. Like, you feel me? I'll play the games. But, like, when it comes to, like, my certain games, that I'm like, okay. Stack Call of Duty. It's all the Resident Evil games and the new ones coming out. You feel me? Because I, Resident Evil game was, like, I think... If not the first game I really played as a kid by myself. Oh, wow. Like the first one? Like the original? Resident Evil 2. Oh, 2. Okay. I couldn't make it past the first five minutes by myself. <laughs> Fuck no. The moment I got to the area where this nigga got up and pointed either a shotgun or a crossbow at me and said, what the fuck are you doing in my store? Oh, my God. I thought he was a zombie. I was like, okay, cool. The first time I seen what happened after I went... Uh, he walked away towards the window and I walked in and tried to basically uh, go away outside the store and pick up some ammo. Six or seven zombies came out and started eating the fuck at that nigga. I said, 
<laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Fuck. I love zombie games. Uh, I'm like forever entrapped in Left 4 Dead 2, which I know is an ancient fucking game, but for some reason I just catch myself playing that all the fucking time. There's there's something so nostalgic and comfortable about that gameplay, you know? See, I like zombie games, but I like actual zombie games like Resident mm. Evil. Yeah, Left 4 yeah. Dead is, is good too. I like the more the story scene behind it like mm. like you, they turned a video game into a fucking movie series that's why i like resident evil like it, it turned into something like into a big franchise fuck yeah fuck. i i remember how old are you i'm 29 okay so we're around the same age like I, like I remember when we were growing up like video games were becoming cinematic you know, it was kind of like a crazy thing. Like I remember, I like, told my parents like about Halo and like showing the soundtrack for Halo, and they're like, "This is a video game." I'm like, "Yeah, this is <laughs> this is a big this deal." This is a video. Niggas is going to tournaments. So we're... <laughs> like, this is like a sport now. Like... That's why I incorporated video games because niggas yeah. don't know. I would be the person who come home for practice and literally go on Madden and try to practice <laughs> the shit I'm trying to do to niggas at the motherfucking real life. That shit really works, bro. I think this is why niggas, this is why little niggas and niggas like our age or our generation and the next generation and the next generation after that are going to be so good athletics because we really watch this shit 24-7. We really play this shit 24-7. When we're not doing shit, we're on Maddie, even we are on 2K. After we get off of practice with the same homies that we were just in practice with, talking the same shit, strategizing. You feel me? And then incorporating that shit to the field like, bruh. I never got in that deep. <laughs> that's a, yeah, no, I, I, I know that. Like, I, I went to school with that person. You know, like, I, 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 get, <laughs> I get what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's definitely a... And, you know, it's it. I, I did play those games a little bit, and there is some, like, fascination for, like, putting yourself in those shoes and, like, feeling like, oh, like, I'm in a video game. Like, or, you know, I'm in a football game, you know. <laughs> I feel that. But that's why, like, virtual reality is about to become big. Yeah. It's because you can literally put yourself in that situation now. Do you worry about the the future with that? Like fuck. people getting lost in that shit? Fuck no. I'm not worried about the future. <laughs> like that? What the fuck? <laughs> like, there's more important shit we could worry about, my nigga. There's so much more important <laughs> shit you remember. Like yourself, for instance. Like yeah. niggas spending the time fearing this, fearing that, fearing this, fearing that when they can just do the research themselves because we're right now in the age of information to where we can really literally go into our hand and type in something and see the answers and see multiple answers and can decide ourselves if the answer is correct or not due to multiple sources and then apply that shit to our life. But yet, niggas is worrying about a chip in their arm or something like that. You feel know I me? Mean? <laughs> niggas is worrying about. <laughs> shit that they don't even make sense like yeah that's a good point yeah i i think it's a good advice for anyone to just step back and smell the roses as they say you know yeah try to it, chill out <laughs> like i said being being the positive person is like i said it's difficult but once you get to that point my nigga, you realize like the shit that people are doing and shit that people have done and you just realize what you're trying to do bro it's more it's more easier to just do the shit that you know that you're happy with and learn how to monetize that shit and learn how to continue to grow. Mm. And then once once you be able to say I can do that shit, you'll take a look back in your life and be like, okay, bet. Instead of I didn't do this, I didn't do that. Oh my God, I'm not with this person. Oh my God, I'm not with this person. Oh my God, I'm 67. I haven't had a kid yet type shit. Like, 
Yeah, I agree. I think it's better to have regret from trying than regret from not trying. Yeah, because there's no regret from trying. (laughs) Because if you try and you're dead because you tried that, my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) There was a there was a quote from a, a bomb technician, and somebody asked him. He's like, "Do you ever like worry about?" like being a bomb technician like your job he's like no not really because if i'm if i fuck up then i'm dead and i don't have to worry about it you know yeah <laughs> i don't worry about shit don't worry about bro imagine nigga blow up what the fuck is the operation or the oh, manager shit. gonna say what the fuck did you do bro get your ass up together piece yourself back together come on try again you're fired like what <laughs> like t2 just meld them back together <laughs> This is like, bro, I, I'd rather try, fail, and try again than to not try and go through four or five years of depression because I could still try right now. And that's a lot of shit that I actually went through. You feel me? Like, I be going through it. I'm, you know, I'm a normal human being. I go through that shit, too. I went through that shit, too. I'll be just being depressed because I'm not doing the shit that I love doing and I want to do. I'm doing most of the shit, but not all of it. Not the mm-hmm. shit that I told myself I'm going to complete first. You feel me? Now I know myself. I, I, like I said, worry about the solution to the problem. If I'm always worried about this problem, okay, what's the solution to the problem? Nigga, complete that shit. <laughs> complete that shit. Get that shit done. Get that shit over so you can say, bro, I completed that shit. I did that shit. And then utilize exactly what you have to build other shit. <laughs> and it's just like, that's it. You know what I mean? That's it. <laughs> All right, bet. And I just got to... Whenever hard, life gets complicated, you, I got to simplify that shit to that, those terms. <laughs> I was just thinking that. You just got to simplify it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Make it good. Um, what about... I always like to ask people this. You got any first-time marijuana stories you like to share? First-time marijuana... Uh, marijuana uh, first-time marijuana stories that I would like to share. Nope. <laughs> I am completely clean. I am sober as a bad. I have no idea what what is marijuana. Is uh is I don't know what it is. I've never heard of it. Never in my life. Um, no, I do. I got some good stories. Do I want to share them? I don't know. Do I want to incriminate myself? I may or may not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, there is plausible deniability. This is not a court of law. <laughs> I can just tell you about the times in California. Sure. <laughs> that works. <laughs> you know, I, I I usually am, like, apprehensive about asking that question, but I've seen your music videos, and I've seen the, you know, how much you got, so I figured it would be okay. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I overstepped What do you mean? Down. Those are props, bro. Those are props. <laughs> Right that, was that was CBD flower. That was CBD flower. CBD flower. That was real flower. What you mean? <laughs> daisies and shit. Mm. Smoke of daisies. It's good for you. <laughs> you know we're in LA. I got some ties to some movies, and you know, some ties to some props. I got some, you know. <laughs> but no, uh, I feel like. Hmm. I say the only. Th- the one time that I got, I say super embarrassed. I'll just tell you, like, yeah. it was in high school. Like, 
I think I skipped school for like the first time and I was with I was with a girl like she was a senior I was a freshman she was like you gonna come smoke I'm like okay <laughs> <You know me? laughs> so they get found out the way we see a little little trailer park and I took a gravity bomb for the first time oh shit for the first time <laughs> ever and it was a good size so I'm sitting here took that shit I'm gone bro I'm sitting here zooted what was, sorry what was it made out of uh, the five gallon. Oh, okay, okay. A little blue five gallon shit. Damn. So, nigga, I took that shit, and I had to go to to spring practice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and me, you feel me? I'm sitting here like trying to move up spots and everything, trying to be good. So I was like, like I want to be quarterback. Fuck it. And our quarterback wasn't there that day, so he was like, "We need a quarterback who can throw the ball that day." And I said, "I got you." Nigga, I threw that first snap. It was a slant, and I threw an out route. <laughs> I said, this, uh, this is going to be a long day. We already suck. And I just showed that we suck even more at that position. I told the coach, all right, just put me at DB. We're good. Then that coach got fired because we couldn't win a game with him. It's good. We are the coach. We went five and five that year. You are my junior year. You feel me? We got our other coach, and then we went eight and three, and made it to the uh, state playoffs for the first time ever. So <laughs> that's funny. Holy shit! <laughs> Nobody liked that coach. Everyone looked. Everyone loved our second high school coach. You didn't feel like any kind of like focus when you smoked into football, or you were just kind of all over the place, or? Uh, I mean, with my ADHD, as like I said, bro, I got energy after energy, bro. So it kind of helped me slow down the process a little bit mm. at the same time sometimes if i did too much or didn't do anything or i would slow down too much and i would react fast but my body wouldn't react and i'd be like fuck why did i do that dumb shit like <laughs> like i know if i would just stay patient my nigga i would have got that pick or something like that but i think that's just with anybody and then it came with like repetition and just you know being you know, kind of like having a tolerance built up to that shit. Mm. You just kind of get used to it at the same time. Yeah, I I really like it before like a walk or something, or like before like exercising. It kind of puts you in the headspace. Um, yeah, I I I I hope that the day for that legalization comes soon. The, the day oh, it yeah. happens, we're uh, lighting up on the show. It will. Yeah, that'd be my first episode then. <laughs> I call it. I call it right now. I got dibs. <laughs> I got dibs. I like it. We'll call you up. We'll call you up, man. I'm um, so serious. <laughs> I don't care where I'm at. I don't care if I'm playing in Japan. I don't care. <laughs> we have it on on video evidence. Shit. Um, I will be the first rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I declare it. <laughs> I mark my territory. Um, we're I think we're a little over an hour, um, but I want to give you a platform. Is there anything else you want to talk about while we're here? Anything else you want to know? Hmm. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Uh, I I think I got all my notes down. <laughs> but uh, you're I I love your <clears throat> I love your energy and your personality. You're very outward, and you're not afraid to be who you are, and I like that. It's good quality. 
That was the first 10 minutes of this podcast, but you know, I opened up. <laughs> That's all. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, commentary of the McAllister Hours. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. Shit. I also got, I, fuck, I had, I had just the fucking roughest week with the dog getting injured and all crazy shit. But, anyways. Uh, so tell me something. I got a question. Sure, go for it. Why did you start this podcast yourself anyway? Why did I start it? Hell yeah. Um, long story short, I really got into podcasts probably about two years ago and kind of just like everyone else, I, uh thought why not um but uh i have been involved in you know hip-hop a little bit in the area so i feel like i had a more of a grounding you know in terms of like having guests and that kind of stuff on i think it just kind of took off from there i'm honestly i'm i'm surprised we're really even at this point you know when i really started this was kind of just a you a know joke? i'm just gonna not <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't even say a joke but like i just i didn't think that people would take it seriously you know i didn't think people would that's like, what i meant yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't think people would, like, be wanting to come on and, like, you know, be, like, hit me up. Hey, come on, you know. Like, so, I mean, you know, that's been a really great experience for me, definitely. Mm, okay. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I, you know, I think part of it, too, for me is I really, you know, don't like how edited we are, you know, the kind of life we have where things are edited and things are cut out. And I think podcasting is kind of the new medium for you know be that long form medium being able to express ideas like you know like i said before like i want to give people a platform i want to let people you know speak their mind and you know say what they want to say about things and i want to prevent anyone from you know if i can do that for people that's satisfying enough for me so that's cool that's dope so what's your most uh embarrassing marijuana story then <laughs> that you want to put everyone's business out huh my most embarrassing Hmm. I don't know exactly what most embarrassing. I don't really put myself in crazy social situations personally. I, I just I'm more of an introverted guy. Um, I can tell you the first time I smoked though, that was pretty crazy. Um, I I I had I was in college and um, <clears throat> a bunch of people on my floor wanted to use my car to smoke, and I was like, okay, sure, like fine. Like I, I like I I was kind of you know I was from a small town. I was kind of close minded. I wasn't really you know, necessarily open to marijuana, but I was like, okay, you get, you know, like, fine, you guys can, you know, I'll ride in the car and you guys can do it. And, you know, they're doing it. It looked like a lot of fun. So I was like, all right, like, I'll <laughs> have a little bit. Uh, so we, so it was me, three other guys and two females. So five seat car packed with six people. And we were, you know, it was in the middle of South Dakota. So we're going to go drive around the boonies, the mm-hmm. back roads and that kind of stuff. Get back to the campus. This is the University of South Dakota. Get back to the campus, drop the, women off and then we go to the mcdonald's drive-thru the car behind us gets pulled over by the cops so for my first time you know i you know because the first time you smoke you're not really high but you still kind of oh, you panicking aren't you yeah so I'm, <laughs> I'm, so I'm like i'm freaking out i'm anxious i'm saying that motherfucker like you gotta be kidding me this is like my first experience ever i'm dealing with the cops and uh, not that i don't know how relevant this is but uh my father is a uh, judge so like I come from like a background of like you know families being law oh, enforcement stuff, so yeah, that adds like a whole yeah, other element know. to me. Put it like this: my foster parents, I had uh, a probation officer, juvenile probation officer, oh, and foster dad, <laughs> and a foster parent liaison as a mom. So oh, I was finna go to the system at some point. <laughs> Goddamn! <laughs> I don't know him, bro. I feel you, bro. 
Uh, it's 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 a rough. Uh, what should we do with him? Over. Send him to juvenile jail. <laughs> a cage, <laughs> a cage for him. I'm like, um, bitch! I just want the same attention you're giving me to your half foster child that you're fucking doing <laughs> over here. The same shit that you do for him, do for me. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we the car behind us get pulled over, and I'm freaking out. But we're right? okay. We get through, get the food, all that. I've seen this girl at the time who's very anti-pot, and she was on my floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with my roommate at the time. I was like, okay, you go up. You know, I'm going to give you guys like 10 minutes, and then I'm going to come up. So I'm like waiting outside, kind of wandering around, you know, just having a belly full of food and all that. And then I go up, and my roommate like grabs me by the shirt and like pulls me in. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And he explains that the women that we dropped off accidentally called 911. And the campus policy at the time was... Even if it was an accidental call, the cops had to show up. They're going. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, I am just like, so I am just losing my fucking shit. Like, (laughs) first time. Wait a minute. Are they there? Are they with you? They're not with us. They're on the The floor. They're on the same floor as us. So they're like in a different thing. But like, regardless, you know, I'm just freaking the fuck out. How'd they get to your shit? No, they didn't get to my shit. I was fine. Okay, okay. And nothing ended up happening to me. Okay, it was just, okay. It was just a. It was just a really anxiety inducing. The fact that you even saw them. Yeah. <laughs> ah. First it was of the all, first time smoking, I had. First of all, that. how high are you to cut out nine one one? As if you what what what. I'm panicking. I'm panicking. <laughs> Man, you know it's like the. Not to talk shit or anything, but it's like the people who like their kid will have like one marijuana candy and they'll like send them to the hospital. It's like your kid's gonna be fine, man. Like, bro, that you know what? You know what the fuck that reminds me of, bro? Okay, so I'm sitting here, bro. I'm doing a show, right? Me and my homies uh, was doing a show at a time, right? And it's like five hours away. So I'm the one who's sitting here having the car, right? And saying, okay, bet. You guys got gas money? Okay, bet. So we drive out there. We drive out there. We get there at like 6. We're not performing till 11. And it's one of them shows to where the earlier you are, the better it is because everyone's oh. doing that. So when we there at 11, at 1045, there was literally 10 people there. So we drove five hours on some bullshit and didn't even perform. You feel me? So I'm like, Bro, let's just go. So we end up going. I don't want to drive. So I said, homie, you want to drive? Like, drive, bro. <laughs> and he's like, all right, I got you. And I told him, I was like, bro, we have a quarter tank. I was like, you, the first thing you need to do is go to the gas station to fill up the tank, right? He's like, bro, I got you. Simple. Simple. <laughs> you have one job, bro. Nigga, <laughs> you have one job. All right? So we're going to get to this. I wake. I fall asleep. I wake up, right? Yeah. I said... Did you get gas? First thing I said, did you get gas? Yeah, we're going to get this next exit. <laughs> the exit we just passed? No, the next exit after that. So you didn't get gas like I asked? Well, we should be good, bro. We're good. I got you, bro. All right, bet. <laughs> I'm talking not even 30 seconds later, my nigga. I hear. Oh, no. And we are on the side of the road. And the next mother fucking exit was what 3.9 miles away up fucking hill oh jesus Christ. so i'm like nigga why the fuck you didn't get gas <laughs> i thought we was good bro i told you to go get gas and you didn't go get gas so now guess what i'm gonna take your ass 
up this hill to go get gas. So we went to go get gas, and we're going up the hill. A sheriff comes right behind us, right, and says, I'll take you. Keep in mind, I have to search you guys just because you're getting in my car car. So you guys have one minute right now to not have anything at all inside anything of your guys' person, okay? I said, got you, officer. Looked at him. I said, whatever you have, get rid of it. I got rid of whatever I have. Whatever you have, get rid of it. It's like, I got you. This nigga puts a joint in his motherfucking menthols. That's now what I meant, man. And this cop decides to search the motherfucking cop with menthols. Looks up, looks at me. I'm sitting here looking at him. Okay, so he's like, all right. So he looks at him. He's like, are you fucking dumb? And I'm just like, bro, are you? Because this nigga said you had one job again. So this nigga, for the grace of God, just stomps it out and just says, get in the car. And then gets us to the gas station. He's already pissed because he already know he fucking broke cuddle call. So he's like, okay, I'm dropping you guys off. You guys got to leave. All right, and I'm leaving. So he drops us off and leaves. So now we have to go four miles back. And I'm sitting here like, okay, this can't get any worse, right? So we get there probably like, what, two, three hours later? Sitting here, probably like, what, three in the morning, you know? We get there. We put the gas in. I'm like, babe, get the fuck out. I'm driving, right? I go to start the car. These niggas had the light on the whole Oh, no! He was there. I said, y'all niggas got to be the worst motherfucking rappers ever. <laughs> because you done put me in a fucked up situation, bro. To, I don't even know if I'm getting home right now, bro. God, y'all niggas couldn't keep. They're like, it was cold. So we put the motherfucking heater on. I said, y'all didn't realize that takes up energy. You dumb motherfuckers. All y'all niggas have cars. I'm the one who just got the car. <laughs> All y'all niggas got cars, bruh. They go, I'm sorry, my nigga. I don't know. We was just cold. I said y'all about to be even colder because I'm about to leave y'all niggas aside here, bro. Like, what the fuck are we going to do? Now we can't go nowhere. And now we're going to be cold. So guess what? Now I get the middle back seat because that's where the most warmth is. <laughs> Scoot y'all ass over, nigga. <laughs> So we waited for another fucking straight patrol to come. Yeah, it was straight patrol. Another motherfucking state patrol to come, right? Says the same thing, right? If you guys have anything right now, let me know. I'm going to start your guys' car. We do anything, but I got to search you guys. I'm like, all right, bet. You, get the fuck over there. <laughs> Take everything out of your pocket right now. And get the fuck over there, bro, because we're not doing this shit again. <laughs> so, bro, finally we did that, bro. And it's like 5 in the morning, bro. This nigga starts us up, bro. We're on the way. Another five hours back. Bro. When I tell you, I got out of that car and never, ever talked to that nigga again. <laughs> <laughs> never talked to that nigga again. Didn't even let him apologize. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. He got his apology all right. Oh no, he got his apology all right. We ain't not gonna get into that story because I do not want to sound unprofessional and petty. I, I feel that. I feel that. But no, I I made sure my po apology accepted. My guy, I got what I needed. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck you? All right. Wow, that's a crazy story, man. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. It's those instances that make you stronger, though, right? No, smarter, not stronger. 
God gave me patience because if he gave me a strength, I would have went to jail that night. Uh, <laughs> I'm so serious on that note. That's funny. That's funny. Shit, man. Uh, I got no other questions. Do you have anything that you want to bring up, discuss before we wrap this up? You guys already know. Not the one. Be the one. Hey, look. You can catch me on Instagram at not the one. You can catch me at TikTok at not the one. Be the one. You can catch me everywhere else at not the one. I got some got some real real shit to show you guys like y'all thought this year was like the year for me y'all thought i was doing something wait till you see what happens next year wait till you see what i got going on the next six months i'm really starting up with my brand not to one and the first thing we're doing is trapletic so if you don't know now you know and if you know you know so get ready <laughs> fuck yeah man not the one it's been a fucking pleasure man you're Thank a great you, you're a great person to have appreciate on it. it and you got a great personality and all that i told you i'll be back on hell yeah stay tuned uh we'll be back we'll be uh, jesus christ we will be back next weekend live um and all that and yeah all right peace out everybody have a good night here's a lot of your itch <laughs>